Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. This episode of Rooster Radio is brought to you by Viva Techie. Viva Techie is ready to serve you fresh, delicious Mexican street food at its finest. With selections like street-style tacos, burritos, Mexican bowls, quesadillas, and more, Viva Techie will fulfill your Mexican food needs. So next time you're craving Mexican food, come on to downtown Gastonia and check out Viva Techie. They're at 238 West Main Avenue, and when you get there, tell Francisco that the rooster sent you. So normally we do like a little musical intro. If it were a band, we'd play the song. We'd intro something right. like song. But uh, since this is something different, we'll do what I am going to do is I'm going to throw a commercial in. I recorded earlier this week for one of our sponsors. Uh-huh. And um, that was. <laughs> right, first of all, this shit. He's always got some other shit going on. So I'm in here with Micah, the other intern, Micah. He was in here helping me record the commercial, and I'm sitting here. I, I had like a script, yeah. And I'm trying to read through it, and like you'll get two thirds of the way through, and you're starting to feel real good, and then some dumb shit like a piece <laughs> of spit gets stuck in your throat, or or you mispronounce something, and you're just me like, <laughs> you gotta start over. <laughs> it sucks so bad. I, just, I hate doing it. Like I'm not talent. That's not my thing. But you know, I'm kind of forced into it. I think that's what he did. We did like four, five, six takes, you know, and, you know, and here and, I, and it's for a, a Mexican restaurant too. So I'm like, you know, white guy from the <laughs> south that sounds like I'm from Connecticut, you know, talking about burritos and quesadillas and shit. And it's, <laughs> like, I can't wait to see him. <laughs> Sorry, Francisco. I love you, brother. This is the best I could do. But anyways, so all right. Well, here we are. Uh, Rooster Radio is back, baby. Uh, finally, after a nine-month hiatus, we are back on the airwaves, on your YouTubes, wherever you're watching. And uh, we decided to kick things off um, with with something a little different. We didn't bring a band in this time. We brought in uh, a mother hen of bands, so to speak. <laughs> We're talking with Missy Wood of Creative Music Management. Missy, say hello. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in, really. Uh, I'm excited to be working with Michael on this and getting the word out about our local music scene. Yeah, yeah, and thanks for being here, Missy. I really appreciate it. So for those who have been paying attention and following us, you probably already know who Missy is, but for those who don't, she is the creator of Creative Music Management, and um, I guess for lack of a better term, I wouldn't say label, I would say more like a management uh, company for bands in the area that are looking to get more exposure, get more bookings and shows, and Missy handles a lot of bookings for these bands. Uh, do you want to you want to name off your your uh, lineup? Let people know who you represent. Uh, I've been working with Scars Remain for about four years. Uh, we have Fifty Flies, Strike the Tower, Dove Cage, A Young Man's Burial, Nova Omega, Minus Twenty Two, uh, Cutthroat Susie, 
Antigone, and Happy Hour Homicide, and The Sour. That's a lot to keep up with. And, and you're doing this all on top of, you know, being a mom, <laughs> working for the enemy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk, for that, uh, talk about that for a minute? I do. Um, I saw merch for Live Nation during the outdoor season at PNC Amphitheater and also at CMCU. Um, just when national bands roll through for their big shows, I'm out there selling t-shirts, interacting with all the fans, getting to know the fan bases. So that helps a lot with our local scene too, because it helps me see what's selling merch wise for these bands to help them become profitable. Yeah. I joke about, you know, I joke about Live Nation being the enemy and in a lot of ways they are, but in a lot of ways it's actually, and I would imagine it's helped you, you know, it's helped you in, in this mission to, to help these local bands get on bigger shows, get in bigger venues. Absolutely. Like you just said, you know, sell better merch and, and, and raise those types of sales. Yeah, and I've got connections with other promoters in the area that bring in the national bands. So a lot of my local bands have opened up on the big stage for Nonpoint, Puddle of Mud, uh, Wednesday 13, uh, Smile Empty Soul, uh, Gemini Syndrome, Adelita's Way, otherwise. Like, we've had a whole slew of our bands just on that stage playing for those national acts, opening up and bringing the energy to match. And that's invaluable experience for a lot of these local bands. You know, it's opportunities like that are so hard to come by. And I think uh, a misconception or maybe something people don't really understand about trying to make it music... First of all, if you're if you want to make it, if you want to get on those bigger stages, you have to take it seriously, and you have to practice. You have to treat it like a business as well as a family. Yep. And getting an opportunity like that—that's a that's a really big deal, especially for yeah. you know a group of guys that come from a small town out of nowhere, and you've got this gift, you've got this thing that you can do that's really cool, and people want to see it, but they don't know they want to see it until you get on a stage with a name that people already know. Exactly. And I try to match up the bands to the sounds so that it's the most exposure for these local bands. So if, even if it's not a band I manage, if I know a band in our network that would fit that bill, like I'm pushing them because we want maximum, everybody grows and that means our whole scene gets supported. And that's kind of what, creative music management has worked towards is creating that family in our music scene because I can look out at every single crowd and you've got somebody from different bands watching the ones on stage and they're not even on the bill. Like it's awesome to look around and see eight or nine other bands out there supporting each other and pushing each other, sharing each other's posts. That's the community we want here. Like, we can reach out to somebody last minute and pull them onto a bill, and they're out there pushing it. They're pushing everybody further. In a lot of ways, <clears throat> excuse me, in a lot of ways, you, you, these local musicians, sometimes they make the best audiences. They do. Um, you know, they, they come, and you know, they're, they're the ones starting the pit, the metal show. And, you know, they're the ones you know, getting a drink in everybody's hand. And, and, oh, yeah. Out there I mean, you've stuff. got Icon Pit Crew, which is very dominant in our area, and they bring the energy every show we're at. It yeah. doesn't matter. You're jumping ahead of me. I, you know, I was going to bring it up um, before we talk about Icon Pit Crew. I want to I want to you know, give you an opportunity to talk about how you, how you started creative music management. Like, 
Where, what were you doing at the time when the idea hit you, where the idea come from, and then how did it turn really? into what it is today? I started um, working merch with Scars, and I was working on street teams for local, um, uh, like, 297 Entertainment, local production companies that were bringing in these bigger name bands. And I was just watching and learning how everything was going. And at first it was all cutthroat. People were competing for things and it wasn't the vibe that I saw at like scar shows. Everybody just embraced everybody else. We were constantly networking. And from there I started learning just the insides of the festival world because I do online promotions for DWP. And I was seeing what we could change and implementing little things here and there through, you know, me and Travis talking with Scars Remain. And then I was approached by a couple more bands to help them. And it just kind of grew from there. And I love what I do. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly networking. If I'm at a show, I'm out networking with the other bands, with the production companies, the fans, getting to know them. And there are several that just watch like what I do, and they'll automatically just show up to a show because they know it's it's going to be a quality event. And, you know, the bands, we put them out there. We're constantly just going and going. Um, between you have this relationship with Travis with Scars. Like, who was it? Who Is he the one that suggested maybe you start? Not really. I went or? to him, and I was like, I'm thinking about doing this. And he was like, as much knowledge as you have, like, why not? You could help so many bands. And it was bands we were already playing with. And um, my second band was Nova Omega. And they're out of Asheville. Awesome band, by the way. And I worked with them, got them on some bigger shows. Um, and then just more bands started rolling in. A Young Man's Burial, or AYMB, uh, they came to me at a Scars show, Scars was opening up for uh, Nonpoint at Amos's, and they approached me and started asking about what I do. And I've learned the social media algorithms. I'm, I, since I work from home, I'm able to be online and checking out shows and seeing what drops so we can get a head start on the other bands. Um, and then it just grew from there. Pretty much everybody saw how much support this uh, creative music management bands were getting, and it just caught on. Snowball. It absolutely did. Um, you know, I've been working with a lot of them over this last year, and just to watch the progression of it all. Like, some of them were very unorganized at the beginning, but now every time somebody plays a show, I get a call, you know, your guys were on time, they, they were absolutely amazing, like, I tell my bands, as much as I represent you, you represent me. So let's work together and keep building. One of the things that all of your bands seem to have this common thread, it's, it's this enthusiasm and positive kind of uh, attitude toward promotion, booking, doing shows, and, and supporting each other. Absolutely. You know, we, we hosted, you know, we hosted a, sh a show for our Christmas party, and we'll, we'll talk about that more in a little bit, but, you know, we had, you know, Dove Cakes was here. They weren't yeah. on that bill, but they yeah. were here to support you. Strike the Tower was Strike here. Tower was here yeah. um, a Young Man's Burial was here. And Forever May Fall was here. 
to see all the bands come together. Because I look out at the crowd and I'm like, hey, that's awesome. Like, and they know each other's songs, so they're singing them back to each other or they're getting on stage and doing it with them. And that's the community. Yeah, we, it's such a supportive community. And that's, you know, you reached out to me, you know, right, right around the time, right before we were open, right when we opened The mm-hmm. Rooster. And, you know, it's, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's kind of funny. Right when we opened, I was adamant about how to get booked at The Rooster. You know, go to the website, use the booking tab. And you know, not, not to be a jerk about it, but the reason why I do that is because when people send me social media messages... I'll read them because I'm impulsive and I can't just wait. So I'll read the message and then I go off and I do what I have to do for the day and then I'll completely forget about it. And it might be three days later, I look at my, I'm like, oh shit, I meant to hit them back. But if you go to the website, that will sit in my inbox and I won't check that email until I'm in front of a computer and I have to right. kind of dedicate and focus because I listen to everybody. Believe it or not, everybody that sends us you know, emails, I listen to the music, I go to the social media, I check it all out. Well, one day I'm sitting at home and my phone just starts dinging like 14 times in a row. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And it's 14 different bands and all of them are managed by Missy Wood. And I'm like, who is this Missy Wood? <laughs> so I go online and I look and I see the creative music label. And, before, and, and instead of like hitting back for each band, I just sent Missy an email. I was like, why don't you just come talk to me? <laughs> and she did. She come down, heard her husband Rob come down and we had a nice long conversation and, and I was like you know of course I'm getting you know 15,000 people are trying to reach out to me to book shows so I'm like well I'll give you this one opportunity here's this this one night and and Missy just I mean you you killed it I mean, they they brought a crowd here and then we did the Christmas party and the Christmas party was amazing um one of the things I love most about Missy is how flexible you are like yeah. It's, it's what a lot of promoters, you know, they, a lot of promoters want to have control over certain things and this and that. And I'm not a control freak. I'm like, I don't know. What do you want to do? You know, <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? I'm like, whatever makes everyone happy. But for the Christmas party, you know, it was, it was Scars Remain, it was 50 Flies, it was Witness Marks. And I wanted to make it our Christmas party. It wasn't going to be a Christmas party. It was just going to be a right. show. So I reached out to Missy and I'm like, what do you think about making this a Christmas party? She's like, Great idea. And I hit it right back. I was like, what do you think about doing a toy drive? Because I wanted to do something to give back. And I'll let you take it from there. Uh, pretty much, I was searching for something to do. Um, every year, I try to sponsor a business, something, for the holiday season. And I do it with my kids. So last year, we chose Meals on Wheels in Cabarrus County, and we sent blankets health and beauty products, you know, stuff for the elderly people that they don't, that would be an extra expense for them. Um, This year, I was really pushing for a toy drive, but I wasn't sure how I was going to do it. So this kind of gave me a goal on, okay, we can do it at the Rooster while bands are playing. Like, everybody can still be having fun and get the whole community involved. And I brought my kids to the show as well, so they were involved. Um, and it just snowballed from there. Like the bands were on board. We were setting up links to have an Amazon wish list, and more donations would come in every single day. And I was just blown away by all of it. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the text conversation we were having it was almost it was almost like a one up conversation. It was like well, we can do this, we can do this, we can, like, we can do a, a raffle, we can give away merch bundles. And Missy's like, well, 
Vans will give merch bundles. I'm like, Rooster will give merch bundles. <laughs> like, I got a whole pass I'll give away. And Missy tr- throws the Trump card down and sends me a picture of a seven-string Ibanez. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wanted it to, each little piece of it was more promotion. And it was for the bands, for creative music management, for the Rooster, for the whole scene as a whole, because we all came together and did it. It wasn't just, oh, Scars hosted this. It was a whole big family event. And yeah. that the whole atmosphere that night was a big family. Yeah, this was a room filled with love that night. And, and you know, and let's, you know, let's not forget the reason, you know, the people who got the benefit from that, you know, when, when we, I mentioned doing a toy drive, Missy already knew who she wanted to do it for. <laughs> and so she hit me and said, I want to do it for a domestic violence shelter. And we just so happened to have one right up the street from where we're located. So I asked her, I was like, well, can I call this place first? Because they're you know, local to here. I know you live in Cabarrus County right. or in Gaston County. So I called and reached out to um, Hope United Survivors Network. And as soon as I told them what we were trying to do, they were on board. They were super cool. They even brought some big tubs for us to throw the, the gifts in. And, and ultimately, you know, tell, them, tell them what we did. We raised close to $4,000 worth of toys for the local domestic violence shelter, which just filled my heart. Like it was everything from Lego sets, Nerf guns, like bicycles. I would just the impact of all of it and everybody walking through the door with the support. And it was amazing to see put together. I still, I'm, I have no words for I that. I still get chills night. sometimes. I'll think, you know, I think about it, you know, I get a little, I mean, my feelings about it just because, you know, I, I wanted to do something good, something to give back. And you know, the, the level to which we took it, it's like, well, now we've set a bar. Yeah. You know, we're <laughs> and everybody's already asking me, like, are we doing it again next year? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, we will absolutely put together. And I would like to do a couple other fundraisers throughout the year just because our metal community cares. And it's their way of giving back to the community that comes out and supports them at their shows. Or the communities that, you know, even sharing their posts out there on social media, like listening to their music, everything, like they want a way to give back to. And it was a perfect way for all of us to just. Yeah, it it was. I mean, the metal community, we, you know, people have heard me say it before. It's, I mean, it's just, it's such a a great community to be a part of. It truly is. There's a misconception out there about the rooster that we're like, we're just this metal bar, which is not the case. I guess I'll take, I'll take the moment to address this right now. We're <laughs> not a metal bar. I just happen to be a metalhead who has this venue. Um, I still like all other types of music, but that's where my heart's at because growing up, going to shows, getting, you know, I, I've been to hundreds, if not thousands of, of, of concerts, and the metal shows are always the, the most communal. You know, yesterday are. I was having a conversation with a couple of buddies, and one of one of two of us are metalheads, the other guy's not. And he sent us this video of like a, you know, a nasty mosh pit. I think it was a Lamb of God mosh pit or something. Oh yeah. And we we're like, yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah, he's like, is it really like this? I'm like, yeah, it's really like this. And as the conversation progressed, you know, I, trying to explain it to my friend in a way like that that doesn't make it look like people just doing wild dancing. Yeah, some people just don't understand. Until you experience it in person, 
we do get labeled. It's, oh, you guys are so violent. But what they don't see is if somebody falls down in that pit, we're the first ones to pick them back up. up. And you protect the young. You protect yes. you know, the weak. And, you know, I, I attributed it to, I was like, well, think about it like this. It's no different than you know, native rain, rain dancing or, you know, you know, cultural, you know, ritual dance scene and things like that. It, I mean, it's what it is. Mosh pit is yeah. a dance. It just happens to be, you know, slightly more violent than people are used to, but it's not. And it we always, we watch out for the crowd too. Yeah. Like you have that wall around the pit that's not going to let that pit get past that point. Yeah. So people can still enjoy the music, but at the same time, you've got this family in the middle that are, because the bands feed off that energy too. As right. much as the fans feed off the bands, the bands feed off the fans. And it, it's a mutual respect. And bands want to see that mo- movement. Like It's like being filled with the Holy Spirit when you're in church. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the best way I can put it to people that don't get it. It's the same feeling. It's the well, same emotion. And you know, we both go to the in. festivals. Yeah. We, that's a whole other world outside that's, of it. <laughs> you know, four days of being out there and listening to hundreds of bands and moshing. And, like, it's a whole vibe. And and I've, I've never had a negative experience at any of these festivals. You know, now, just like anything else in life, there's assholes. You know, there's, oh, there's yeah. people that get in there and, and act like jerks. You know, we... We had to remove someone from the Carolina Headbangers Ball because they were getting a little too rowdy trying to put their hands on people. And, you know, yep. there's going to be people like that in any, you know, no matter where you go. There America, is. There's going to take advantage. It's, it's just part of what they do. They don't understand either. So until, you know, they learn, we teach them. Right. We do it, you know, if you can't follow the rules, then you're out. So and while we're on the subject of, of this metal community and this metal family, <laughs> let's talk about your t-shirt. So Icon Pit Crew is a internet-based uh, Facebook group that was created by uh, Spoon uh, out so of Raleigh. Out Spoon. Very much. Love you, Spoon. Um, when he was younger, he had a collapsed lung, and they pretty much told him he was born with like a form of emphysema and told him like he would have to, you know, limit what he did. And he didn't accept that. He, it started out with like five or six of his friends going to shows and moshing. And then it grew into, I think we're over 3000 members now. Um, I know at Blue Ridge Rock Fest this year, we had over 600 members there. Um, and it's, everybody looks out for everybody. Um, if you see somebody fall down, you pick them back up. Uh, nobody ever gets left behind. Icon, we really found a family with that. You know, um, we have tons of veterans, and everybody groups together and watches out for everybody else. Um, so Spoon starts this this group of guys going to shows, and the, it just, his, their, their infectious love of music it just and grew. shows yeah. just grew, and more and more people became attracted to it. Yep. has this you know magnetic energy at shows. And Tim was here last night, and Tim was telling me Tim's about Tim's amazing Blue too. Tim's <laughs> an amazing guy. I love this guy, man. I've just recently met him, but he's already one of my favorite oh, he's people. one of my best friends. He ever. brought his uh, his adopted niece to the show yep. last night. She had a blast. It was awesome. And <clears throat> he was telling me at Blue Ridge Rock Fest last year how there were like 20 or 30 something campers, RV campers that took over its whole section of the camping area and created like you had this little community 
within so this we had community. we had 32 camping spaces between us and we had one side of it was all set up in a kitchen area dining room area all the food stayed over there the other side was just tents and literally it was everybody cooking for everybody, everybody making sure everybody's got what they need like everybody chipped in for food it was huge and then we ended up working um helping catch crowd surfers because they were struggling with their security. So Icon really got noticed at Blue Ridge this year with that. I mean, I know I was there to catch crowd surfers with Tim at I Prevail. I mean, how about that? I mean, not only <laughs> I mean, you're, you're stepping in and, and, you know, making the experience better for everybody, yep. you know, taking your attention away from the show to make sure that people were safe and, and, Absolutely. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's if somebody gets hurt, we help them. If somebody falls down, we pick them up and we have the, the, well, I think that the thing that we're not talking about here, and we're talking about all of these things that make this community great, but the thing that brings us all together is is, is the music itself. And it's, and it's really is icon pit crew, creative music, uh, the the Christmas party funders. These are all results of this large group of people's love for this art form, yep. this is, you know, it and it, it's noticed that. too, like national bands. Yes. Uh, I prevails come out with an icon pit crew shirt on. We're really? in three of their music videos, like Beartooth, same way they notice. They're always calling for icon at incarceration last year. Icon call, got called out by I prevail four times. They were like, Oh, we see our pit crew here. Like, let's go. And it, everybody feeds off that energy. And Not to sound corny, but that's the power of love. Like yes. that, that is the power of love of music, love of one another, love of community. This is, you know, and that's exactly what we're about here at, at the venue. Is yeah. that's why this thing got started. You know, you hear a lot of people say the people I met through music, and that's what it is. You don't meet a stranger at these shows. We all look out for one another. We're all there for the same purpose: to support these bands. And to show the love to the whole community. There's been there's been times in my life where I've gone to concerts by myself because you know, either my friends were too lame or, you know, <laughs> I, or nobody you know I didn't have anyone. There, yeah. there were there have been times in my life where there was no one else to be around to hang out with to talk to. And you go to shows and you get to be a part of something bigger. You meet people. You get to have yeah. conversations with people that are like minded. And I don't know, man. It I'm just I could go on for days and days about how how awesome live music is. I mean, clearly I love it. Uh, I don't think I'd know what to do without it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it really does. You know, not everybody comes from different paths, man. If you hear nothing else today, hear this. You know, it doesn't matter what your status is, where you were raised. You know, there's a lot of talk today about, you know, some people get born with advantages and some people get born with disadvantages. But, you know, when I go to these shows, I see all those people. All of them. I see the kids that were raised with money. I see the kids that were raised with nothing. I see the kids that, you know, shipped off into the military because there were no other options. And now they're home trying to deal with whatever trauma they they had to endure to to make a life for themselves. And, you know, all of these people, you know, we ourselves sharing this love for one thing. And that's what makes what we do awesome. And and I just, I can't thank you enough for, for, Sending me those emails because like our goals have a lot. Like our goals are absolutely. The same. We do different things, but we're trying to achieve the same goals. Yep. And that first meeting we had, like 
I walked in and it was instant with us. Like we both just started talking about different, you know, festivals we've gone to, what our goals were, everything. And I think that was like, what, two and a half hour meeting. Yeah, you were here for a while. (laughs) And it was, it was family. It wasn't. I I certainly felt it immediately. I mean, you, you and your husband both, I I just, I could feel this, this energy, this connective energy. And it was like, like this, this is something, there's something here. And, and now we've got you know more shows coming up, more things to do. We're super supportive. You know, we you know, I'm the only one doing the social media amongst a lot of other things. So I try to be as active as I can, you know, sharing the everybody's oh, stuff. Yeah. And people don't, you know, people don't realize how you know how much that matters, especially to local bands that don't have big followings. When you, you know, get out there and you and you watch their video and you share it and you comment on it and all that stuff. All that stuff helps, matters. It helps with the algorithms on social media and it helps keeping it in the feed. Um, I do a lot of the social media posting for the bands I work with and it's a constant rotation of, you know, small little inside clips or announcements for new releases, announcements for shows. Like it's a constant battle and everybody that works on social media knows like there are certain times you have to post to get the best views. And the more people comment, the more people react, it gets out to more, even even wider crowd. And that's what we try to do. You see just about every single one of the bands I work with sharing other people's posts, encouraging, commenting, you know, let's go. We're ready to play a show with you. Like I've seen some of our shows we've taken a small tavern and turned it into a venue because we pack it right out. And yeah, it's I mean, a lot of the even, same. Even I was, the, it was teetering, uh, not being prepared enough for the Christmas yeah. story. And I, I was joking with Missy before we started about how, you know, the one thing about the Christmas show that, that I didn't like was that I didn't really get to take in the performances. I was so busy behind the bar, which is a good thing. I'm not complaining, but I know I'll get a chance to see all those bands again here because they were all phenomenal, and, and you know, I know each of those bands gained a few more fans that night. You know, we gained a, a you know, small following from that show. Yeah. You know, and and I, if I haven't said it yet, I want to say thank you to the Icon Pit crew because you know we've already sold a couple of our hall passes for 2023 to Icon Pit crew members, and they're coming to these shows every week and supporting our what we're doing. You know. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Tim, Mike, Tanya, I love you guys, man. And you, we recently met, but already there's a there's yep. a connection. I know Scott Callahan's been here several times. Yeah, Scott was here last night. Yep. I mean, and the more people see, like, Tim and everybody out, the more people come in. So, Well, I'd imagine if you're sitting at home, you know, and you're sitting, some of this stuff's coming across your social media – and you're just sitting at home being a grumpy pants, not going to shows. <laughs> it, you have to see the positive energy coming off of you. You have to know that there's something awesome going and on. And Tim's here. got it down to a science. Like he has a planned out calendar every month. <laughs> <laughs> he was showing it. He was showing it to me the last couple. And every time I drop a new one, I'll be like, "Here, Tim, you got another one." <laughs> but it is. It's a whole vibe. Like, and with Icon, we look at each show as a family reunion. We can go, and we know everybody there, and we're, you know, having fun. There's definitely a different energy in the room when, when, when the icon's in the house. So and I'll it's not that. always wild pits. It's sometimes, you know, we all just 
wrap our arms around each other and yeah. in a circle. And I love know. the thing that, that 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 they do that you guys do at the end of every show. The bands, everyone from the crew gets together in front of the stage and takes a big family photo. We did yep. that last night, and they were like, "Michael, get in here!" And I was <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a good feeling. We've got family photos with three people. We've got family photos with 600 people. It's if you enjoyed the show and you enjoyed our energy, get in our family photo. Let's You can be a part of this, too. And let's create this whole scene of following these bands around. Let's make a scene. Yeah. Yeah, the Southeast is just, I mean, it feels like, because, you know, I've been at this for the last four years trying to get this place open. You know, and I've recently... You know, become you know partnered up with you guys, but for the last four years, I've I've been paying attention to all of the the talent, the the music in this area, and it's almost like there's this stew brewing in the southeast, and it feels like there's going to be an explosion of you know like like akin to the Seattle grunge days, yes. where there's just there's going to be a handful of bands from this southeast scene that's about to emerge and be huge. And, you know, I could be wrong about that, but it, it certainly we feels like right. We push hard I mean, you know, you have some of the larger festivals do allow these smaller bands on. But it's a competition. Like, yeah. you have to be on top of your game if you want to play these bigger festivals. And I think it's That's a whole other be... conversation about taking your craft seriously. We kind of touched yeah. on it a little bit earlier. But it's true. You want that exposure. You know, you got to do more than just... You yeah. know, share your upcoming show. You, exactly. you know, you've got to be grinding, constant promotion, yep. and you need to be tight. You know, don't get up there and be sloppy on stage. You have to give them something to work with, you know. It, submitting your EPK, that requires having recordings that actually portray what you are because nobody wants to hear, you know, a total different sound when you're going to play live. So it is an art. It's get out there. You know, master what you're doing. Get in there, record it. Get it on those streaming devices so everybody can listen to it. Um, when we do releases, like, we hype it up. And, you know, you do your pre-saves. And you never know who's going to hear that song. Take, and, it, take it seriously. Exactly. Take, take it seriously. Treat it like with the reverence and respect it deserves. And if you work hard enough and you're creative enough, you'll, you'll get somewhere. Um, <clears throat> that's a, that feels like a good place to... Kind of anything you want to promote? You got some upcoming shows you want to promote? I mean, we I'll I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what we've got coming up, but you want to promote some of the other shows for some of your bands? Well, we've got um, Cutthroat Susie's uh, opening up for a Light Divided down at the Radio Room on the twenty sixth. Um, That's in Greenville, South Carolina. Yep, uh, we've got the Rooster here with Dove Cage and our homies in Waking Terra. Um, we didn't set up the show, but Solaris had reached out to us and they asked us about an opener. So we're bringing Dove Cage. If you haven't checked them out, they just released a single about a week ago. Um, really fun song. It is a really... Bang My Life. Great it song. is a great song. It's very catchy. I love yeah, it. It is very catchy. Um, next month, we are taking over Tavern 74 in Monroe. and We've got Strike the Tower, Antigone, Minus 22, and The Sour all going out there. We do that... Every couple months, we'll put on a little show out there. I, I say little, but um, we usually have a very good turnout, actually. Um, it's just a fun place to get out and watch some live music. Monroe doesn't have much, honestly. <laughs> um, we also have Dove Cage has a release party 
that we're going to be doing for their EP that's coming out. And we're going to be doing that here at the Rooster uh, end of next month. February 24th. Uh, the Sour is just all over the place. Uh, they're heading to Chapel Hill, Asheville, playing the Skylark, playing the Milestone. They're a young, fun, energetic band that everybody should check out. Um, I believe Cutthroat is playing with Redefined at the Radio Room in Greenville. Uh, that place is really nice. I know a lot of the bands enjoy playing down there. Uh, we've got some other dates that we've secured. We'll talk, yeah, we'll talk about the that stuff later. We'll make those announcements later. But, but yeah, we're going to continue to work with, with Missy and her crew and her bands. Um, you know, they're... You know, <laughs> Not for nothing, the music's great. Like we haven't even <laughs> talked about how awesome the music is, <laughs> but all of these bands sound sound great, and they're all taking it seriously. Um, as far as we go, uh, you know, you can come check us out. We're at three thirty four West Main in downtown Gastonia. Every Wednesday, we do a singer songwriter open mic. Um, we have a sign up sheet. You get fifteen minutes of stage time. You can do whatever you want. You can play originals. You can play covers. You can get up there and fart on a snare drum. I don't care. Uh, we just but you want, never know who's going to be there looking for talent. Yeah, that's so, that's the thing. Yeah, we every week we I get surprised every week. Somebody shows up that I haven't seen before, or maybe they've been in there and haven't gotten up on stage. And every week, a person surprises me because so, bands are constantly rotating through members at yeah. times, and everyone needs a drummer. Yes, everybody <laughs> needs a drummer. <laughs> Um, but uh, it's a great way to get out and see what other local talent is out there because there's side projects going on and there's, there's so many moving pieces. I mean, hell last, this past Wednesday, uh, Jade Moore is a, is a local singer songwriter that plays around town and she popped in for our open mic, got up there to play. And there's this family that has been coming in on Wednesdays to just to watch the open mic, which more you should do that. You know, you don't have to be an artist to come because it's free entertainment, but, uh, this, this this family comes in, they've got this little girl who's eight years old, and Jade's up there singing, and the little girl wanted to go up and sing, and Jade starts playing, you know, Let It Go from Frozen, and this little eight-year-old's up there singing. I mean, that's she's never going to forget that. And, no. You know, Jade gave this to that little girl on our stage, so it just, you know, it's one of those heartwarming moments where it's like, man, this is why we're doing it. And that's the next and, generation. That's exactly. the next generation of fans. Why not start them out young? Right. All right, we're going to wrap it up. The other shows that we got at the Rooster, uh, Friday, this coming Friday, the 20th, we've got Elements in Tune. That's a, it's going to be a jazz, R&B kind of groove night. Um, then the next day, Saturday, the 21st, we have our Rooster Palooza Artisan Market from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then uh, we'll shut down for a couple hours. And that night, we've got Tangerine Trees. There's a Beatles tribute band with uh, Scandal and Jefferson Avenue. Saturday night, the 21st. And then um, next Sunday, the 22nd, we've got Remnants of Bluegrass. We've got a nice bluegrass show coming. Other shows, we've got a stand-up comedy show on Thursday, the 26th, hosted by comedian Ray Money. We've got uh, Joy Wills and Todd Riley will be performing that night. All three of those guys are uh, regulars at the Comedy Zone, and they all are traveling comedians, doing it professionally for a living. So it's going to be a fun show. Um, Missy hinted earlier, we've got Waking Terra with Solaris, State of Illusion, and Dove Cage on Saturday the 28th. That's going to be a really fun show. Uh, the very next night, we got a heavy metal show with Fault Union, uh, um, Fear Illusion, and uh, Omen Killer. 
is coming up from Georgia. They, they played a show here back in October. They were fantastic. They're going to open that show. And that's Sunday the 29th. And then also we have the Dove Cage EP release party on February 24th. That's a Friday night. Um, we've got a lot more stuff. Uh, check us out. Check out our website at theroostergastonia.com if you want more uh, information on events. The events tab has all of our ticketed concerts. Um, go to our Facebook page. Look for our events tab there. You'll see all of our regular shows, uh, weekly and monthly things we got going on. Missy, is there anything else you want to share before we get out of here? No, you can find Creative Music Management on Facebook. Um, we keep a constant run of shows that all our bands are playing on. Um, Jump in on the Love Fest, right? <laughs> like, follow Creative exactly. Music. Follow like, the Rooster. Like, get in on this, man. Stop sitting around being <laughs> negative. Like, get become part of something bigger, man. Like... The whole goal, same thing with you. The whole goal here was to, to create something that, that Absolutely. We, we could all be a part of and share. And, and if uh, you're interested in helping, uh, Creative Music Management has started a street team. It's social media based and uh, in-person based. We'll be handing out flyers. We help share the posts and get these bands out there. So you can contact me at Creative Music Management. Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for... Rooster Radio, we're back, baby. We're going to be doing this every week, so stay tuned. Uh, follow us on all the social medias and come to shows. Missy, I really appreciate you coming in today. Thank you, you so much. All right, peace, peace and love. <laughs>